I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your way. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of JB's Low Tech Podcast, except for it's time for another quick hit. And this time, today's topic is confidence realignment. It is so simple why this is happening. It will spin your head. And we will discuss it further here next, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast, prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back to this discussion on conference realignment on the JB's Low Tech Podcast Quick Hit. Why am I discussing conference realignment? Because it's a lot deeper than you would ever think. College presidents, chancellors, regents have been throwing around a phrase for the last 10, 15 years or so saying that athletics is the front porch of their institution and it was and back then it had a different meaning it meant that it was where people kind of reconnected are connected to a certain school in their area and then maybe um, took an interest or their kids would go there or something like that Now, when they say it's the front porch, they are literally saying it is the entrance to changing the dynamic of a a college or a certain college or institution's whole life. And we'll touch on how athletics have been, some would say, weaponized to change the life of a university or a college. You see, you have seen in the past couple of years, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC 
are UCLA and USC to the Big Ten. And you hear rumblings of maybe Colorado returning back to the Big 12 with other Pac-12 schools joining them and on and on. Notre Dame to the Big Ten or Notre Dame to the ACC or um, Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. You, you can find every cons conspiracy theory out there. But I'm going to touch on why that this is all breaking down and I know a lot of you are thinking in your head, well, it's money. Well, yeah, it's money, but it's not money in the way that you all are thinking. Money is having a three-pronged effect on college campuses and the way things are being handled. Well, let's start with the simplest one first. Those same College leaders, those chancellors, those presidents, those regents have turned around and told their athletic departments, you need to be self-sufficient. And so the conferences are now signing big TV deals that will make each school within that conference self-sufficient in a way. And if they can't, then they'll do other things like cut teams and um, cut personnel. And that leads me to my first key term, going corporate. Colleges have gone cor corporate, and their athletic department has gone corporate. And you say, well, how can an athletic department go corporate? Well, they can hire a athletic director who maybe not fit the old model of an athletic director who, who came up through and climbed the ladder the normal way of maybe being a former coach and then an assistant AD somewhere help, uh, help a football team or a basketball team build and then they finally were tabbed by some other school or maybe the school they were at to be an athletic director. Now you're seeing um, marketers and um, people who were in the financial world or even people that were in the TV business world are being tabbed as athletic directors because they are supposed to know how to not only fundraise to make the department self-sufficient, but how to plan and how to devise um, those plans in a, in a sense to get their biggest bang as a buck, not only for that school in their local market, but also as a group in a conference in a national market. The Big Ten has a billion dollar a year contract starting this year with CBS, NBC, and the big dog of their three, Fox Sports. And they will also continue to have the Big Ten network. 
This is supposed to give each school somewhere between $75 million to $100 million to each school just for the athletic program, for the, the rights to broadcast mainly football and basketball. But in some cases, you know, the Big Ten Network will show everything from hockey to wrestling to softball to baseball gymnastics and the championships of track and golf and rowing and everything else in between. So now you have a department that's being self-sufficient just by on just on media money alone. And so you still ask how does they become corporate? Just like in the corporate world the first thing they do is turn around and cut salary. Weaning the more expensive ex, uh, experienced employees in their department. Maybe weaning out long-term coach, assistant coaches who have been there. And also long-term administrative assistants. Then... If it comes to an even harder decision, maybe even cutting a couple of, as you probably call, Olympic sports, like tennis or gymnastics or track. Cutting those sports and using Title IX as a cause or a weapon to do so. But again, that brings that bottom line down even more, going corporate even more. So even though more money's coming in, they're finding more and more ways to have money to go out. They're also fighting within their own ranks of their boosters because of NIL. And, and when I discuss NIL or name, image, and likeness, we'll get into this much deeper but you, you see those, that money stream gets split now. People have to make a decision on giving directly to the athletic department who then use it for f facilities and salaries and travel and whatever the department needs are, or to give it to a collective to pay for uh, name, image, image and likeness opportunities that puts money directly into the athletes. But like I said, we'll hit name, image, and likeness on a different uh, quick hit. So now you have an athletic department that's running meaner and leaner and trying not to uh, spend money woefully or wastefully as they also spend more mo money directly on the athlete, the cost of attendance, which is more ways of maybe putting a few more dollars in the athlete's pockets. Also, better travel. Also, things like better nutrition for the athletes. And also, mental and mental health staff, as athletes have requested the need for mental health staff. So your basic 
run-of-the-mill athletic staff of administrative assistants and equipment people and trainers and strength coaches, that world has changed. There's more strength coaches and more mental health people and less of the other, less equipment, less trainers, and less um, administrative assistants for the, to help the coaches. So now you have this leaner, cleaner model reacting and servicing the athletes and giving the general public what they want is games on the field. But the, what I'm talking about is all off the field. These TV contracts will allow some departments to do things they've never done before. And I will give an example of conference realignment changing the outcome of two colleges, just for example. When Rutgers and Maryland moved to the Big Ten, one of them was broke, and the other one had one foot out the door and another on, the banana, on a banana peel. Coming to the Big Ten saved, <laughs> saved their bacon or saved their lives, or however you want to put it, as an athletic department. It infused money into their departments unlike any others. And people took notes of that. And those people, again, are chancellors and presidents and regents of universities. But then also there's been a story recently about the university, uh, not University of Washington, Washington State University, who because of a bad TV contract in the Pac-12 where they have to give back money, a lot of money, 5 to $10 million per school because they overcharged as a conference, their uh, media partner, they also have to go to the corporate model. There is no more uh, monies for staff development, no more money for uh, travel on a whim of, of the administrators. They, they have to tighten their budgets and tighten their belt because the next thing that happened will be that part where I was telling you where they're going to increasingly go corporate and slash their salaries and lose those experienced employees and give give um, give well give opportunities to people fresh out of college who are also less experienced people which will then, in some ways, hurt the athlete because they'll be serviced by people who don't have the knowledge and the backgrounds to do the things in their units. Athletic communications, equipment, athletic medicine, and so on. But you ask, why does this have anything to do with the college overall? because this is a smaller piece of what the university is doing 
overall. Some of you may have heard of AAU, and many think when you hear AAU, we're talking about high school or youth basketball. In this sense, we're talking about the Association of American Universities. And this is an organization or a group who are like-minded in research. It, it holds and houses like the top 50 research institutions in this country. And so you have colleges fighting to become a part of this. Well, one way of doing that is joining a conference that most of the members are in the AAU. And again, I'm not talking about basketball or sports. I'm talking about academics, Association of American University. And like I said, we were talking about colleges going corporate. And this is how your, your favorite university is going corporate. Remember that comment I made at the beginning of this broadcast? The athletic department is the front porch of the university. Well, here's something that those higher-ups on your college campus has figured out. When you have a winning football program or a winning basketball program and you're on TV all the time, it has an effect on your, your enrollment at your university. It also has an effect on a certain kind of enrolling student. The smarter, the, the, the brighter student wanting to come to your university and you ask, how does that have an effect? If you are a research institution and you are drawing the bigger and better minds going into colleges on every year, that has an effect on your research dollars. It's the key for universities is research dollars. And that's why I was saying it's deeper than athletic money. It is the university getting research dollars. Yeah, research is great. And it helps people and makes our lives better when there's a new drug found or a treatment for something or a device that can help us all or help some's life better. That's the good part of research. But when they are fighting for the biggest and brightest minds to come to their institution, they have figured out that a 
some of those people are attracted by winning athletic programs. Hence, the front porch of the university. It has been already documented that Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State, after winning national titles, had anywhere from a 5 to 10% increase in enrollment of their student body, which also helps the school. Because the more students you have on campus paying tuition, buying books, living in your dorms, the more money the school makes. Colleges are in the for-profit business these days, and they will use every tool they can to make sure that happens. And they've learned that the, one of their best tools is a good athletic program led by a good football or basketball program which attract eyeballs, which attracts thought, which attracts, huh, maybe that's where I want to go to school. Because it sure be fun to watch that football team win another national title as I'm a student there. Because those parties look fun too. That might look like a fun place to spend mom and dad's money. So... College administrators aren't just doing this to better their athletic departments. They're trying to enhance the pockets of the university overall. The other, I said it was three-pronged. The other piece that they were worried about is they all know that sooner or later, paying athletes is going to happen. Athletes are going to be employees. Where is that money going to come from? Yes, the media uh, deals will pay for some, for most of that. The universities may have to kick in a little bit or something. We don't know how that's going to look just yet. Because there's some thought that if we start paying athletes, Scholarships will go away. Some people think that scholarships will remain part of it, but then they will get paid money on top of that. Beyond what they call cost of living now, which cost of living is how much they're giving you in room, board, and tuition, and then how much more you need to just have a basic normal college life. So they're trying, to, they're trying to figure all this out on the fly because it's hit them faster than they thought it would. And they're trying to slow it down so they can, they can catch their breath. But it's, it's coming. Paying athletes is coming. The third prong of this, and this gets back to the why schools want to be a part of the AAU, the, you know, the Association 
of America universities. And I talked about research. Well, research also, when something big is found on campus, or you can turn around and go to your alumni and say, hey, this is what we're working on, drives donations. Well, with that, it also drives endowments. And that's what I was talking about, universities going corporate, because it's all about endowments now. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know why they want endowments. What are they doing with it? There's got to be some reason for it. I was, I was told once it's the rainy, rainy day fund of every university. Well, we went through COVID and, you know, went through a COVID pandemic. And to me, it looked like it was raining pretty hard as enrollment dropped, the amount of money on hand dropped, this, that, and the other. And, the, and each of those endowments on those campuses have a hedge fund manager running it. And those hedge fund managers would not allow them to touch it. So I don't, again, there's got to be a reason for having endowments, wanting endowments. I haven't learned that yet. But I just know that a, a, a endowments is the third prong of this. So like I said, when, again, when they say the front porch of the university, they are literally, again, using athletes to get people into the front door, onto, you know, beyond the front porch, in the front door, onto campus, educate them, yes, graduate them, and then turn them into uh, boosters and donors, research people that now is the new mechanism of college campuses. Realignment, college sports, yes, it has something to do with wanting to run from one conference to another to get more money, more media money, to find a better TV deal. That's why you hear the ACC who has, an, from what I hear, an ironclad TV deal with ESPN until 2036. And they're trying to figure out how to break this deal because right now their contract is the third best and woefully behind the Big Ten in the, in the SEC. And the Big 12 is gaining on them. And they all realize if you don't have a decent media deal and you have to start paying athletes and the only funds that you have are either what your donors give you or what you make in a TV deal, you're going to run short of the Big Ten and the SEC. So these schools, especially in the Pac-12, are trying to figure out 
is their new TV deal for next year going to be enough to carry them? Or do they need to go knocking on the door of the Big 12 and the Big 10 and the SEC for something better? This is the underbelly, off-the-field stuff that people have talked about for years. And it's taken me a while, I'm going to be honest, it's taken me a while to catch on and figure it out. But now, with the exposure that is happening and the transparency that was forced by court cases in the Supreme Court as far as name, image, and likeness, and other things that the NC2A court cases, the NC2A has lost in the past couple of years, has also opened to things up to us being able to see not only what's going on in athletic departments, but what's going on in college campuses overall. So I hope this has helped you understand a little bit why everybody wants to run to bigger conferences. Yes, it's for media money, but there's a whole lot of other money that the administrators, those presidents, those chancellors, those regents want to tap into. And they want to, they also want the prestige of being a top 50, 25, 10, 5 research institution in the country. That prestige of being so also brings in those booster and donor dollars. I can't tell you how many emails and once a week letter I get asking me to give back to the university, give back, give back, give back, which is laughable because I'm still an employee and they have to know how much they don't pay me. With that, I hope you enjoyed today's latest quick hit. Like I said, there will be others on things like Title IX and race and also name, image, and likeness and other topics that will pop up. I won't be covering the on-the-field stuff, per se, unless something really drastic happens on the field. But I'll always be talking about the stuff behind the scenes, off the field. Thank you for listening. Continue to listen. Reach out to me. When you click the link, the uh, email address should be there for you to write me a letter, and I'll answer your question on air. Thanks for listening to the JB's Low Tech Podcast, Quick Hits. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air condition as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast, prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but 
most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable if we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Brad, Sean Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Brad, Sean Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean Bryant. J.B. is my name, and f***ing up motherfuckers is my game. I am Negro, Black, African American, Black, Black, Black. Django, J.B. Damn, Dolomite. Great God in heaven, you know J.B. Our great Negro sex machine. 